With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Ken Miller Show on a joyous Friday here on 1700 KBGG. It's Trent Conant and myself as we take you up until 2 o'clock here this afternoon. What do we got coming up? Well, we got Bama Bob about the bottom of the hour. We will talk to Bama. Bama, about every couple of weeks now, we'll start having Bama, uh, Bama Bob on. More. I'm having trouble talking, Trent. I can't Are keep you my right? eyes open yeah. over here. <laughs> It was one of those <laughs> nights, my friend. I was so excited I couldn't catch a wink of sleep. I tossed and I turned, and is this real? Here's the stupid part about it. What I'm talking about is the Western Conference final is now set, and if you don't know... Um, He's not talking about NBA with the Rockets no, and the Warriors no. either. But I do want to get to the NBA in a second because Dwayne Casey got fired today, and what does mm. that mean for Carroll's Nick Nurse potentially? Ah. Um, but my Jets won last night. They did. Here's the stupid part. Mm-hmm. They're only halfway home. You know, right, eight wins down, eight to go. Right, yeah, yeah. first first to win sixteen gets to skate around with the Stanley Cup. But um, look, what an unbelievable game, and what an unbelievable spot for uh, my city to be in right now because they've just got to be euphoric. It never happens. Nothing good happens to the, that population. <laughs> so, well, when they came home, that was a good day. Sure, but um, it's just it just never happens. They don't know how what how to act. I don't either. You're you're a winner. So far. You're a winner. I'm a winner. Halfway home and the path in front of you. I don't think it's as daunting as it was this past series. I mean, this was the best team in the NHL record-wise during the regular season in Nashville. Who, all right, let's say they get it done against Vegas. Mm -hmm. Who would you rather see in the Stanley Cup Finals? Boy, that's a great question. Tampa's playing so well. Washington's got Ovechkin. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe Tampa? Maybe, yeah. t- and Tampa, I think, is probably the betting favorite to win this thing. They are, and Ovechkin, the best player remaining. Uh, or Stamkos it's... with Tampa's really good. Ovechkin, yeesh. But they break down that door, get past, well, they already have for them, getting mm-hmm. just to the conference finals. The first team, D.C., that four teams in D.C., to get to a conference final in 20 years. That's stupid. But Co- that A conference final? Right. Right. In 20 years. Because the Wizards have got to the playoffs, but really never made an impact. Right. We, the Penguins always stood in the way of the Capitals. Mm-hmm. The Redskins have been down for years for, since Dan Snyder bought the team, thankfully. And the Nats uh, are perennial losers in the first round. And the Nats round. get knocked out early in this thing. I, you know, I didn't... Uh, that That is a weird stat, right? They, uh, Them in Minnesota hold the distinction of team cities that have four major conference teams, uh, major sports teams, excuse me, of uh, having the longest droughts. Twins, 1991 World Series, mm-hmm. 92 for the Redskins, 91 season uh, for the Redskins winning a championships in terms of championships. But mm-hmm. this is just... And that championship was in Minnesota. Yeah. And this is just conference finals and finally breaking down the door. Now, I don't know the second part of it. Now, who's next on the list? Yeah. 
have to think about that one probably for a little while. What about Detroit? Detroit, now they had the Pistons. When's the last time they were in the Eastern Conference Finals? They won the Finals in 04. Isaiah. No, 04. They beat the Lakers. The huge upset. Biggest upset in NBA history. I don't remember. Honest to God, I don't remember. Rasheed Wallace. Okay, yeah, Chauncey yeah, yeah. Billups. Okay. Beat Kobe and Shaq. Did they? I, didn't, I don't Got remember that. Got it at plus 725. <laughs> nice. <laughs> if you were, I did not bet on that one, but I do know it is the biggest ever upset in an NBA Finals. So that's not that far, but that's, no. well, it's 14 years. I mean. Still. And there's, I'm sure they made it back a couple years after that to I the Conference Finals. I don't know if they did. Try. Yeah. Who else would be up there? Chicago. No, the Blackhawks. Right, Blackhawks. Minnesota. And the Cubs. <laughs> Minnesota hasn't been. They well, had. They, since New Orleans knocked them out, and this is in Detroit. Right. Yeah. Oh, and just this year, they're in the NFC Championship. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're not going back far there. Ooh, boy. This might be a little more digging. When you, uh, if, so does, does this have to, do you have to have four, the four major sports to be That's in that? how at least the, the D.C. and Minneapolis mm-hmm. one kind of went together with that. So, because that, you have four teams, 20 mm-hmm. years for D.C., and not one of them can, can make it there. That, that might, be a, might be a weekend project. Dig a little it's deeper. It's not Miami. No, not Miami. And that's the other thing. How it's many? not Atlanta. Falcons just a couple of years ago, right? Right. San Francisco, no, no Warriors. Uh, San Diego LA, doesn't have them all. Houston and LA were both in the World Series last year. You cross them off the list. Who's left? Dallas. Mm, you don't have to go far a, back. Yeah, the but, Stars won a cup when Brad Hull was there. Well, they had the Mavericks beating the Heat. They had the Mavericks. Oh, don't nine? know. Ten? I was going to say eight, but. Well, what we're getting at here, we're not going to have to go nearly back 20 years like we did with D.C. I forgot all about the Pistons. Yeah. In fact, it's still really not jogging a memory. But then it's again, not. today's one of those days where I'm well, not going to be able to help Well, the NBA was terrible during that time. Was it? That, I mean, that was the post-MJ. Right. Looking, waiting for LeBron. The young Who guys. Who would have been the face of the league back even then? Kobe and Kobe Shaq. Shaq. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, that that was the conversation. They're not getting along. Mm-hmm. They made the run trying to get Malone and Peyton together during that time period. So that that's the era. And got yeah, not a great time for the NBA. No, it wasn't. It's going to be a good weekend this week. It starts yeah. on Sunday. I think we have to wait till Sunday, right? Yes, yep. we do. Uh, before we'll see Cleveland for the first time. But uh, just a, a remarkable day to be a, a Winnipeg Jets fan, and I'm so pumped about my squad. All right, enough about them. Let's let's move on. Dwayne Casey, who wins Coach of the Year. <laughs> When was that announced? Like, wasn't it within the last 48 hours or well, something? And it wasn't even actually announced. It was just the story was broken because the NBA now has their award ceremony after oh, the finals. So this is going to be awkward. So Dwayne Casey is... Do you go? Well, is he going to have a new job by then? I think you go. I think you go. Are there many NBA... I don't even know many NBA jobs that are open right now. No, I think you go. I, you I, go? I think you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what the playoffs will do, right? It's a different animal when you get swept yeah. the way that they did. Mm-hmm. So what does this mean for Nick Nurse, who's been on some short lists, apparently, yeah. um, and, and is clearly the has passed the college basketball game by as far as, you know, would he come back to Drake? Yeah. You know, should Drake reach out to him type of thing? And, you know, because he would have taken this job. 
um, at, at, you know, prior openings. He five years ago. Five years ago, he would have mm-hmm. taken this job. This year, as we've, as we've said, you know, he was on the all-star team coaching staff. Um, he's responsible for that offense that, yes, it went south in this four games against Cleveland, but he doesn't take the fall because he's not the head coach. I wonder if he gets a... If he gets a, a look at this job trend, and if he doesn't, I mean, whoever gets it, does this mean Nick Nurse is going to be out of work as well? It certainly could. Well, and I, I think there's a very real possibility of that. And if you're Nick Nurse, it, first, if you're Toronto, well, if you're going to fire Casey, don't you just clean house then? I mean, does it make, regardless of your feelings and guys that you like in, you know, the GM, the front office, what they're deciding, if you're going this route and you're looking for a clean break and, Somebody to bring in a different mentality to get past Cleveland and, and to get it done in the playoffs. Don't you just go basically the whole staff's out? And Normally the way it happens, right? Right. And if that's the case for Nurse, then... I hope he gets the gig. I hope he does. I do, too. I, I would think it's more realistic somewhere else. But whatever. I think he's going to get an interview. I would yeah. hope that he gets an interview because he got a lot of credit for the he success did. that they had this year. And it took a while. Early on, there were... Because basically Casey this year... Handed over the reins. He said, the offense is, is yours, yours, Nick yep. Nurse. Yep. This, this is yours. And was it ESPN that had the article about uh-huh. that? Really good. Just Google uh-huh. Nick Nurse and, you know, whatever. It'll come up. You'll find it right away. But it took a little while. I mean, beginning of the season, there there was some grumbling. Uh, what exactly are we doing here? What we did in the past worked out pretty well. Why are we changing mm-hmm. this up? But they started to kind of catch it, and it took off. And by by the time we flipped the calendar to 2018, that offense was really revved up. So he is very well-respected NBA circles. And paid his dues, trying I mean, yeah. coached over in the U.K. Of course, he, yeah. he was the first coach here when the uh, NBA DL team came mm-hmm. to town, owned by Jerry Crawford. Nick Nurse was his guy, and they won a championship. And then he went ran off to where? where to Texas, right? To, uh, where did he go? He went to down with the uh, Rio Grande Valley. That's where it was, Rio yeah. Grande Valley. You're 100 percent right. Before he went, made his way to an NBA bench, and he's been up north of the border for the longest time. We shall see where the pride of Carroll and a UNI Panther, uh, if indeed he gets that gig. He's a good guy. I like Nick Nurse. I'm rooting for him. I would, um, you know, I, I hope he gets at least an opportunity to get in that room and make his case. Don't you? I'm uh, looking through here and seeing if uh, what jobs are currently open for head jobs. So, well, Milwaukee's open. Milwaukee's open. Atlanta. Uh, now, let's see the date on this. Make sure. Yeah. No, Milwaukee's still open. I know that for sure. Atlanta is open. The Nets was uh, the uh, Knicks was just filled. Pistons. Um, Pistons. Well, right. Van Gundy walked away. Phoenix just hired their coach. They did. Memphis has filled theirs. Uh, Knicks, Phil. So there's a handful. Magic is open. So there's a couple out there. A couple out there. Now, I hope he gets some uh, opportunity. Yeah. He, he's a, um, a really good guy. Yeah, is I'm with you. So, Jared, did you watch your Twins last night? I did. Got to see Otani go deep. Had another hit early. I'm concerned about Jose Barrios. Velocity is down. Mm-mm. There's not that same snap in the big hook. Mm-mm. These young pitcher, yep. dynamic arm, velocity down. Been shelled his last th- four times out now. Has it been that many? After what a ridiculous start yeah. he was off to. Three of his first four starts, he didn't give up an earned run. And now... Is it fatigue? Have they, have they, has I, there been anything... Too early for fatigue, isn't it? Well, it depends, I guess, um, on his, on his offseason. I don't know. I, I can already see it. 
Mike Berendino of the Pioneer Press oh, tweets yeah. out, sent back to Minneapolis yeah, to see. for an MRI, mm-hmm. and then a meeting with Dr. James Andrews, and away we go. I, Speaking of away we go with pitchers, the Cubs and you, Darvish, uh, Madden's going to hold him out until so the team goes on the road. What's going on here? I don't know. Something. I mean, I don't know if there's buyer's remorse at this oh. point, but I'm starting to – I think the fans have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that the front office does. But, look, we go back to last year, Trent, and it was tipping his pitches, right? Mm-hmm. This is the reason that this guy has struggled like that. And, you know, if you're one of those teams that – I mean, your twins were in the Darvish hunt for a while. They I'm were. not how serious they were, but they made it known that if the price was right, they would at least like to, to be considered – um, I told you I was tepid at that time, too. You did. I I liked the more reasonable price guys because I just wasn't sure you, Darvish, at this point in mm-hmm. a career, a guy that has had major surgery before, yep. a guy that's 32 years old. There aren't a whole lot of 32-year-old starting pitchers that have proven to be the worth that they've had as a free agent. It was concerning. A lot of miles on that arm. You know, you – and when he first came but over, he remember – He was so good in Texas last he was, year. He was – but that was also a bounce back from him. I mean, you're talking about a very small sample size. What, three months before that, his numbers had been dipping. His velocity is down. It's mm-hmm. There's a lot of concerning aspects here. You know, did you hear uh, there's, there's conversation about bringing his personal catcher? Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, who and, is and that? That's going to be because they cut him, right? He was in camp and then they cut him. Right. And he is, I think, still down on the farm, but. What Jimenez, who was with the Twins last year, yeah. his, his buddy Jimenez, who was with him in Texas, maybe that will be something that's going to help him out. At, speaking of buyers, Morse, though, $130 million plus? Yeah, for, got him locked for a long year. Factor Jason Hayward in the equation. And, yeah. You know, the, I'm not so sure that we're going to look back and this is money well spent. Jed and Theo know how to build a team. Mm-hmm. Young guys, what they're looking for. Free agents have not been pretty. I mean... We know about the uh, Carl Crawford. You know that that's the biggest one, and Daisuke Matsuaka, guys like that in Boston that certainly were not worth the money that they were paid. But even Jed Hoyer in uh, in San Diego, his free agent signings were not very good. Building through the draft and scouting and, and minor league. Well, was Hoyer was Hoyer responsible for trading Rizzo to the Cubs? Oh, he might have been. I think he might have been, too. Yeah. That's what it worked out for Jed Hoyer, (laughs) specifically now. But free agency hasn't. I mean, when I don't know. I haven't read Cappy's book. I don't know if it gets into some of the negatives. I'm going to guess not. No, I'm guessing the answer is no to there. But there probably should be a chapter in the the Theo Epstein book Mm -hmm. about when it wasn't perfect. Because Where where, where the plan went wrong? Where the plan went wrong. we you go through and it is not a great. Well, you know what? Write that write that down so it jogs our memory for Wednesday when we have Cappy on. It's not all seashells and balloons. Yes, that there that there has been some swing and misses. Speaking of swings, it looks as though uh, Tiger is. Well, I shouldn't say this because yesterday he played the 18th hole and he parked his drive uh, promptly into the drink. Um, but if he if he makes par on 18, he's going to make the cut. The cut is going to be one under, uh-huh. which is where Zach is going to begin his round. By the way, good. Uh, he in fact he goes off and he's probably uh, on the first tee right now. But if Tiger can par or birdie 
Uh, but all he needs is par, the uh, the 18th hole. He's going to be around for the weekend, which would be great. Not saying he's going to contend. I don't think no. that's going to be because these guys are starting. I mean, right now the leaders are 10 under. Tiger's going to be, I mean, if he makes the cut, if he pars this hole, he'll be 1 under. It's going to be a good, it's going to be a good weekend of golf, Trent, because we've got some big names on this leaderboard. Well, and I'm, I'm looking at Tiger's round. What a boring round this has been. Overall, he has one. He had one bogey and one birdie last I checked. What's he done? And since? now he's got another birdie to go along with it. But he started out six straight pars, a birdie, a par, a bogey. As he went out, he started on ten today, uh-huh. and he's come in. He's gone par. Oh, he par, started birdie. on ten, so this won't be this. Yeah, this will be nine. This is the this par is... five. Oh, Even he's home free. I don't say that, but whoa! Uh, but you like your chances, right? You do. I mean, he's got he's got one shot to play with. All the yep. pros have one shot to play with when you're talking about a a par five. Yes, so should be in good I shape didn't there. Realize that that's good info, Trent. And earlier this morning, he uh, wasn't looking too good. The projected cut was a little bit higher. Also, at the time, it was at minus two. And he was at plus you know, one you, for a while. Should it be that way? If you're under par, shouldn't you get to play for the weekend? Well, no. I mean, you don't think that should be the no. case. I mean, if they're playing Grandview, well, okay, but but I mean, this is this is a big event for crying out. It I, is, I get but... your Grandview. Okay, I'll give you that one. It depends on the course. That's why you mm-hmm. got to do top half of the field and ties and mm-hmm. and, put and, and Matt Rudy yesterday. He he. Uh, we had Matt Rudy on about this time yesterday. He really poo pooed Sawgrass. He did, which was a big surprise. I to was me. surprised too. Yeah, that he basically said outside of. 17, which is iconic, mm-hmm. and, and 18, 18. Yeah. which it has the water and yeah. very great visually. They look at the course as kind of ho-hum. Mm-hmm. And, and when he said that, it jogged my memory. I thought I'd heard something similar. Not to the vein, though, that, that Rudy put it in there. And we're going to get him next week? Uh, put a Monday. cap on things? Yep, Monday. I love Matt Rudy. Matt Rudy's one of our Even if he is guests. a Michigan State Spartan. And that he is. All right. How about Bama Bob? Do you like him? Always like Bama Bob. We will talk college football with Bama as we inch our way closer and closer and closer every single time we get to <laughs> scratch off one of these weeks. We'll talk to Bama about college football. Probably, you know, I got to start with, he's a big OKC fan, right? Oh, Do you yeah. Follow, you follow him on Twitter, right? Yeah. He's really, he, that's his squad. It's it's like you and the Jets. It's like me and the Jets, although I don't get on Twitter and, and go as crazy as Bama does. But we'll start with OKC with Bama just real quick, and then right. college football. Uh, it's the Ken Miller Show. Trent and I until 2 on 1700 KBGG. Afternoon, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Guys, Trent Condon here again for New Leaf Wellness. Warm weather is going to be here before you know it, and if you added some pounds during the winter, New Leaf Wellness can help you. Great treatment programs designed specifically for you. I'm on the GAC and Mick. It has helped me not just lose weight with my energy level, no more lulls in the afternoon. Give them a call today. Set up a free, no-obligation consultation. 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Let's feel better together with New Leaf Wellness Centers. The United States Track and Field Outdoor Championships are returning to Des Moines June 21st through the 24th. Over 1,000 of the best track and field athletes from across the country will compete at the historic Blue Oval at Drake Stadium. Get in on the action. Purchase tickets at draketicks.com slash USATF and find volunteer opportunities at catchdesmoines.com. Grilling season is officially on, and so is the thrill of the grill event at the Home Depot. 
with the best prices of the season on grills, tools, and accessories. Like the River Grill Cattleman Charcoal Grill and Smoker for only 99 bucks, regularly $129. Enough room for 22 burgers. You can grill with it, smoke with it, and right now, save 30 bucks with it. Only at the Thrill of the Grill event, going on now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through June 20th while supplies last. I used to have a sweet tooth. Had it removed when I was a kid. So what do I crave instead of chocolate? A big red box from Granger. Granger satisfies my craving for great customer service. With 24-7 support, effortless ordering, and same-day pickup or next-day delivery options. No busy signals, no cavities. I love Granger. You know why? Because when it comes to reliable product and technical support, Granger's got your back. Call or click Granger.com to see for yourself. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Washer Systems of Iowa, blasting grime and saving you time. At Washer Systems of Iowa, we have an experienced factory trained service department and will work on any American made pressure washer. Washer Systems of Iowa featuring Mighty M industrial pressure washers. Mighty M built in Iowa, number one in Iowa. Washer Systems of Iowa. Visit their showroom at 6050 Northeast 14th Street in Des Moines or online washersystems.com. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at CFIOWA.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission. All of us parents have heard about skyrocketing college tuition costs and staggering student loan debt for graduates and naturally wonder, what can you do? We can help. Hi, this is Mike Hammond, owner of Advantage Financial and Tax Services located in West Des Moines. A 529 college savings plan allows parents or relatives to set aside money for their future college students and possibly save on taxes too. With an automatic monthly savings plan, this makes for a simple and steady way to add to this account. For information, visit AdvantageIowa.com or call 440 440- one one three three. Villaggio Italian Restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you. Fantastic food, great service, and an elegant vibe that feels like home. All your favorites from the original in Norwalk and an expanded menu with the newest location on 100th Street in Urbandale. Plus, one of the best happy hours in the metro from 3 to 6 each weekday. When you're thinking Italian, make it Villaggio. Pizza, pasta, sandwiches, and more. Two locations, Sunset Drive in Norwalk and 100th Street in Urbandale. Villaggio Italian Restaurant. Hey guys, Nate Adams. Buying jewelry can be scary. When I was ready to propose, I went online first. But then I stopped by Christopher's Fine Jewelry. Christine showed me the four C's and helped me understand what I was buying. I got a ring that my wife loves to this day and a relationship with a local jeweler that is so important. If you're ready to propose, go to Christopher's today. Stop by today to see the many unique rings in all price ranges. Learn more at Christopher'sJewelry.com. 
Sports talk for real sports fans. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. You suck. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back as uh, we continue on here. As promised, we'll get to Bama Bob in just a second as we will talk some college football with Bama, amongst other things. Coming up in the 1 o'clock hour, college basketball, Rob Doster, NBCSports.com. Tom Cakert will be here, HawkeyeReport.com. Pocahontas iClub was in uh, Bettendorf last night. We'll catch up with Tom. He was there to cover that as well. Let's talk some college football, shall we? He's Bama Bob. He joins us, well, weekly, at least twice during the regular season. Getting to that time, Bama, where we've got to have you on retainer here every other week. Before long, it'll be every week, and away we go. Good to catch up with you, Bama. How are you? I'm doing great, Cannon. Congratulations to you and all your native uh, Winnipegans or whatever you Winnipegers. want to call Winnipegers. Winnipegers. I mean, my goodness. How about those Jets, huh? It's unbelievable, Bama. I've I got to pinch myself. There's four teams left, and the Jets are one of them. Hey, before we get into uh, to college football, I know that uh, you're an OKC fan, and um, you know you get over there and watch some games, you and your son, over the past few years. I read you on Twitter. <laughs> the Thunder gets your goat, Bama. I know that. Oh, my God. Uh, Nick Collison, Iowa guy, hangs it up. 15 years he played in the league. How about that? Yeah, I love this guy. He, he, you know, everybody gets caught up in Westbrook. First of all, they could do a hell of a thirty for thirty on on Nick Collison because you know James Harden is going to win the MVP this year, and he is going to have at one point shared a locker room with three MVPs all at the same time. You know, with Westbrook, Harden, and Durant all when they were on that team uh, in OKC for three or four years together. However many years they were there together, um, he was at that famous meeting. Um, you know, when Westbrook and Durant had dinner, he was the third person at, at the dinner table uh, when Westbrook effectively opened up to Durant and said, what do I need to do to make you better? You know, that sort of thing when they were trying to get him to stay. And then, you know, Durant indicated he was staying, and then he goes to Golden State. So anyway, I mean, the things the guy has seen, um, I, I read a stat about him, Ken, and I know he's from Iowa, and I, this, it just blew me away when you really stop and think about it. And I think what it says, is more about him as a what what he brings to the team off the court as opposed to necessarily on and in the locker room and 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 everything else. The guy played 15 years for the same franchise. Never averaged double figures in points or rebounds. He is the only guy in the history of the NBA to play 15 years with the same team and never make an All-Star team. Hmm. That's I mean, remarkable. It is. It, yeah, it really is. It. It's incredible because you know those guys get thrown in as you know the you know salary cap yep. adjustment on trades all the time. Usually, a guy like that who's never an all star, never averages double figures, plays fifteen years. He plays five, six, seventeen. Um, but Nick Collison, you know, Seattle to OKC, never you know never traded, never thought about leaving, um, never cut, never thrown in as a as another piece, you know, to a puzzle. Always a role player, but I mean, just just one of my favorite guys all of all time. I remember back from his playing days at Kansas, and you know, good for him. He, he earned a lot of money. He's probably saved most of it, and uh, I hope he gets what he wants out of life because he's always been one of my absolute favorite players. And, and and you talk to a guy like Russell Westbrook who doesn't shower praise on many people, he is effusive about Nick Collison, and I think that tells you as much as you need to know. 
lot of uh, great things, and a lot of people say if the coaching was a little bit mm, different, yeah. Dr. Tom wasn't lame duck. Would have been yep. different for Nick Collison and staying in his home state, but alas, goes down to Kansas. Doesn't win a national title. No. Doesn't hurt my feet. Yeah, see lost what... to Carl Anthony, of all people. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Had Did to you... hurt the locker room when they added him this year. No, the Roy Williams said that uh, he can never remember a time yelling at Nick Collison, and that might be really? the only kid that he's coached that he said that about. <laughs> yeah, How about true. that? I mean, he's just an absolute true professional, and, and, and that – I don't know if it's a stat or a fact or whatever it is, but the, like I said, the fact that he played 15 years, never averaged double figures, points, rebounds, but he played for the same team, never made an all-star team, only guy in the history of the NBA to ever do that. Unbelievable. Uh, I have a feeling Roy Boy hollered at Kirk Heinrich a time or two. I, I think I remember him getting the eye a time or two. A little bit different yeah. with uh, those two guys from Iowa. Roy hollers at his shadow occasionally <laughs> if nobody else is around. Hey, uh, Bama, getting into college football now as we make the transition over. And from down to your neck of the woods, Shea Patterson officially eligible now at Michigan. It's yep. year number four, a young defense that is now maturing. All the pieces are in place. No excuses for Harbaugh this year, right? Well, they better be. I mean, look, the guy's making $9 million bucks a year um, or whatever it is. And I think it's a big year for him. But, I mean, the offense, listen, they were, they were bad last year. There's no way around it. The offense was putrid. Um, everybody got excited when they beat Florida week one. Um, and then, you know, we all saw what Florida turned out to be. You know, they lost to Pitt. Everybody they played that was decent on their, te- on their schedule, they lost to. They lost to Penn State. They lost to Michigan State. They lost to Wisconsin, got blown out by Ohio State, and really the kicker was losing to South Carolina in the bowl game. So, I mean, they finished with three straight losses, five overall. Um, you know, they're, they took the trip to Paris, which, you know, may turn out to be the highlight of their season because, guys, you look at their schedule this year, and it is, it is, it is brutal. They open at Notre Dame, which I love week one, true True home game, you know, at night, Notre Dame Stadium, Michigan, Notre Dame, really doesn't get any better than that in college football and, and because they're not playing as often as they have, a renewal of a rivalry. Um, you know, it's not a neutral site game or anything like that under the lights. But we know Michigan has to play, uh, you know, Michigan State, Penn State, Ohio State out of their division. They're crossover games. Oh, my God, I'm looking at them right now. Whoa. Wisconsin, Nebraska, Northwestern. I mean, that's as hard as it gets. I mean, Nebraska with Scott Frost, you know, is not going to be the same team they were last year. Wisconsin is going with Jonathan Taylor. You know, we know what they're going to be, and then they got to go to Northwestern. I mean, who won what nine, ten games last year? Yeah, it they is did. Just, that schedule got seven games. If you take those six conference games in Notre Dame, I mean, you can't split them, but you could see a, you know, a. Three and four, four and three. If they go five and two, that's a great result. But that knocks you out of the playoffs. I think mean, that's just the schedule is just. I know they, you know, I know they have Patterson, and but you know, what kind of adjustment are they going to have? I mean, that is just an absolute monstrous schedule. There are there are really no breathers, you know, where you can just you're going to get a, a breather every now and again, you know, a week or so at a time. But there's just not going to be two or three weeks where you can go, okay, let's let's get back to it. Let's look at you know what. Let's fix what's wrong and get ready for the next one because there's like a next one every other week on that schedule. It is absolutely – I don't know who made that, but they did them absolutely no favors. Uh, you know what, Bama? Uh, you're, you're 100% right. Uh, I just cr- crossed over to Nebraska just for reference because until you brought up Michigan, and you're right, it's, it's, it's difficult, clearly. 
Nebraska's crossover, yeah, they get the Big Ten West, but their Big Ten East crossovers are Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State. To yeah. Michigan, Michigan and Ohio State on the road. So Nebraska, yeah. yeesh. Yeah, I mean, you're not in Orlando anymore, Scott. You know? <laughs> really? I mean, where you just got to play one game and or a couple games, you know, a, a conference title game and then a bowl game against Auburn. I mean, it's going to be a tough transition, but the good thing for Nebraska is I think Michigan is their first. It's their first away game. They, they I think they have Colorado. Yeah, and, they do. Colorado. Yeah. yeah, they open with three home games. Yeah, Akron, uh, Colorado, Troy. Yeah, and Troy's not going to be a picnic, uh, I'll tell you. But, you know, still, you, you should have something building a little momentum to go in going into Michigan. And uh, uh, But, man, yeah, both those teams, just the, the, the conference, I mean, it, it has to even out over the next couple of years. And Frost is going to be there for a while, and I think Harbaugh will too. But, man, both those teams this year just, I mean, it's going to be a grind for both of them. You mentioned uh, the, the schedule a little bit different than Central Florida. I was going to say UAB or Tulane's not coming up uh, anytime soon. And then, and then this just jumped into my head, Bama. You're from the South. Tulane had a great run with Sean King as their quarterback, what, in the late 90s, and he went off to the yeah. NFL with the Bucks. But why is it Tulane better in football? Uh, well, it, it's a tough. You know, mainly because they can't get players. I mean, everybody gets good in New Orleans goes to LSU. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it's a private school. Um, they do have a, you know some academic standards that you have to meet. It's a big medical school. It's downtown New Orleans, um, which you know, isn't a bad place to be if you're a young college kid. I would assume, um, although if you don't have any money, it's a terrible place to be. Um, but I, I just I, I think that it's just a talent level. The conference they play in. You know, is is just not very good. So, and everybody that's good, like I said, in New Orleans, you. Well, so. yeah, uh, that kind of sums that up. Yeah. I, I I think, boy, but I mean, you know, you yeah. mentioned the schedule. Um, week one, uh, you you know, Michigan Notre Dame is that the best game of the of opening? I know that for you. I mean, if there was a tie, you would put that number one just because it's played on, you know, in, in, in it's not a neutral site game, and we know right. your affinity for those ho- true home and homes. Uh, yes. Week week one of the schedule. Give me a highlight or two. Um, I think it's got to be the game of the week for me. I mean, you know, Alabama playing Louisville and Orlando. If this were last year, it'd be awesome. You know, Lamar Jackson going up against Alabama. I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? But we're not going to get that this year. Um, you know, Auburn Washington in Atlanta. That's a home game for Auburn. I give Washington credit for making that. 3,000-mile trip or whatever it is, but, uh, you know, I don't know how good that's going to be. Miami, LSU, not bad, and Arlington, mm-hmm. a lot of athletes everywhere. But, you know, what's what's LSU going to be year two under Orgeron? They weren't very good year one. Uh, I'll give you a sneaky one, Ken. Um, I don't think they're going to win the game, but how about Lane Kiffin taking his owls to Norman, uh, you know, mm-hmm. without Baker Mayfield? I mean, that's a pretty explosive offense they had last year. Um, so, I mean, you know, they've got all off season to get ready for that game, which is going to be the highlight of their year. And I do like the Monday night game. We get a conference game, Virginia Tech at Florida State, Willie Taggart taking over at Florida State. Uh, so that's an ACC conference game, uh, in Doak Campbell Monday night. But I think a pretty light, I mean, in years, I mean, even last year, I mean, there were just so many great ones. There's not a lot to just jump out at you. So for a lot of reasons to me, it's it's Michigan Notre Dame. You know we we have years. We were talking about the the NBA earlier with with Collison, and it's inevitable. You know we we feel like we know what's going to happen before the season even begins. Are we in a dangerous situation with that in college football, where 
every year we just pencil mm. in Alabama, Clemson, and maybe another Ohio State, and find uh, another Oklahoma. Team. Right. I mean, uh, I, I mean, we're getting there. Uh, well, I, I don't say we're getting there. I mean, listen, every year should be different, um, but it's not. I mean, we all have the polls come out, and we look at recruiting, and we look at who's coming back, and we look at scheduling, and I mean. The, the 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 thing is, it's not like an NBA season or or even an NFL season. You know, you got twelve games, and so you can kind of you know who's going to be good. You, you know who you start looking at. You know the conference games. You know Alabama, you know playing Vanderbilt or Kentucky or whoever. I mean, you know they're not going to lose that game. You start and look at it and okay, well here's a couple games on the schedule that you know are 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 tough for them and and. You know, they start out ranked high, and then, you know, they lose the game, and then they just kind of move back up. So, you know, I think you're always going to have the Central Floridas of the world. I don't know who that's going to be this year. Um, but, you know, they were a great story last year. Uh, they didn't deserve to be in the playoff, in my opinion. Um, you know, I know they beat Auburn and finished undefeated and, you know, claiming whatever they want to claim, good for them. You know, print T-shirts, have their parade, whatever. But, you know, the <laughs> the trophies in Tuscaloosa, um, the one that matters anyway. But it, it – it, you do worry about it, but it, it to me it's a balance because I, I think that the sport is always healthier when your good teams are, are good. like you know Texas you know has been down for a while and when they kind of come back and you know it, when Georgia's resurgence really under uh, uh, Kirby Smart uh, in the last couple of years you know but now Florida's down FSU is down you know USC where are they going to be under Darnold uh, Penn State under Franklin has kind of had a rejuvenation so. You know, where's Nebraska going to be uh, under Frost? Can he get them back? But, you know, I think it's always a healthy to have the, the big-name programs who are good because those are the games we want to watch. Mm-hmm. But then it does kind of, you know, squeeze out the Illinois and the Vanderbilts and, the, you know, and then, of course, the non-Power Fives. You know, nobody really pays attention to those teams and uh, unless you got Elaine Kiffin down at Florida Atlantic or something like that. So... Uh, it is. It, it's a danger, and I, I still think ultimately. I don't know when. I think we're going to go. You're going to have four, sixteen-team super conferences uh, in an eighteen playoff. It might be eight, ten years down the road, but I mean that's that's where it's going. I mean you can just see it, and and it it, it may already be there, just not necessarily defined like we'd like it to be, but it, it, it's going to be the same players every year. Uh, talking to Bama Bob, uh, Bama, um, you know, you mentioned Central Florida and you mentioned Florida. Uh, who is the best team going to be in Florida this year? Francois comes back, we would assume, right. at Florida State. Uh, we would hold you to this, and sorry to catch you off guard, but who do you, who will be the best team in Florida? I think it's got to I think it would have to be Miami. I mean, I know they ended the season last year. You know, they they were what ranked number two, I think, going into Pittsburgh. Uh, and then you know they get they lose that game. They get blown out by Clemson. They lose to Wisconsin in the bowl game. So they didn't finish how they wanted to look. Mm-hmm. But I think it goes back to right now. It's just coaching an established coach. Um, now Florida has an established coach in Dan Mullen. He's just not established at Florida. And McElwain left that program an absolute mess. Willie Taggart. I think at Florida State, you know, after, what, a year in Oregon, uh-huh. um, coming back, you know, from South Florida, we had a lot of success. You mentioned Francois. If you got a quarterback, what do you have, Ken? you got a chance, Bama. Exactly. And so we, the thing is with him, we don't know what he's going to be because he got hurt so early in the year last year against Alabama. After, and he wasn't very good in that game, but I think Alabama had a lot to do with that. So, you know, but 
Rick has been there now three years, uh, whatever it is. I mean, we, I, I still remember the conversation we had last year where, you know, after McElwain left after two years, he was the most tenured coach of the seven programs in the Crazy. state. It's just nuts. And, and so he still is going into year three uh, down there in Miami. But, he, you know, he's kind of established it. I think he brought him back last year. Now can they just build on it? Can they, can they, can they finish a full 12-game season? Can they get into the ACC title game again? And give Clemson a run because Dabo Sweeney has established Clemson as the as the standard bearer in that conference, in my opinion. I mean, Florida State is is going to be on the come. I like what Virginia Tech is doing. Uh, I love what NC State is doing. Um, but right now, in terms of of you know the bar, it's set by Clemson. It has to be. They reached the playoff three years in a row. They won a national championship. Lost another one. Um, it's kind of the, the the Alabama, the ACC, if you want to look at it that way. Um, but I, I think Rick has got that team headed in the right direction. He's got the swagger back. They got to learn how to win on the road because they're, they're you know they got all the momentum at home last year with the two big home wins, and then they couldn't they couldn't finish it couldn't finish the season out you know on the road at Pitt, neutral site games for the conference championship in the bowl game. That's kind of the next step for them. Pam, hmm. we'll get you out of here on this. When will there be some resolution regarding the uh, Alabama quarterback, um, I guess, debate or whatever it is that's going on down there? They can't play them both. Uh, they got two good ones. Um, when, when will we know, you know, if, if they're both staying, if one's leaving? When, when do you think that, uh, that uh, that's going to come out? Well, I think both of them are going to stay, uh, I, if, I, if I have my guess right now. Um, I think if Hurts were going to leave, I think he would have left. Now, the, he got caught in a little tricky situation because, I, listen, the job is to, is to, to, to take and to win. There's no question about it. A lot of people thought he should have had it last year, um, you know, as Hurts was struggling. But for whatever reason, Brian Dayball, the former offensive coordinator, uh, you know, just stuck with Jalen Hurts, and it's hard to argue given the record. Okay, but the job is to us. It's his to have. It's his to lose. I don't think he's going to lose it. Hurts, you know, but he got hurt uh, in you know with the thumb in spring practice. So Hurts goes in as the number one in spring practice. So I think if it were clear to Jalen coming out of that, you know that that you know that two was going to be the number one, or you know then maybe he would have left somewhere. And there's still time for him to leave, but. Uh, I think you can play both of them. I think, I, I think you can see. I'll put it this way: I think if Jalen stays, I think you're going to see him in the game uh, a lot. Not maybe not a lot, but it's going to be to his team to run. But Hertz is going to be on the field either split out wide, you know, wildcat, uh, whatever. I mean, because you just imagine what 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 you could do with both of those guys. Uh, but there, listen, in my. In my opinion, and everything I've read, heard, everything else, there is no, there is no competition. There is no controversy. The job is going to be Tua's uh, because he is the much better passer. Uh, he is a true leader, as is Jalen. Uh, but he, Tua just throws it better. Uh, can run it when he needs to. Uh, but I think there's room for both of them, at least for this year. Bama, let's make a date to do this uh, two weeks from today, going into Memorial Day weekend. How about that? We'll catch up again. Sounds great, Kenny, and I appreciate the time as always. And um, you'll be watching and 
you know, good luck. Take a deep breath and uh, get ready for the conference finals, huh? Go Jets, go. Thank you, Bama. <laughs> All right. Take care, guys. Good to talk to you. Bama Bob. Follow him on Twitter, at Bama Bob, as he joins us as we talk college football with young Bama. Who's the best team in Florida? Is it Miami? Is it simple? Oh. Francois coming back for Florida State? I don't love any of them. Yeah, I don't love any. That's a good point. And that, how many years? You can't say that a lot of no, years, can you? No. Feels like you have a contender most, most years. And you know what you have to do from going forward? You have to at least take a look at Central Florida before you answer the question where you didn't used to before. Right. You know, South Florida, you know, I don't think so, but. Well, they got up to number two. They, I one remember year that. In the BCS yeah, rankings. I do remember that. Willie Taggart was there, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they've they've had good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, the old uh, who was the coach there at South Florida at the time? Jim oh Levin. yeah, he started the program. Yes, and got them up and running very quickly. Ran it out of a trailer. Do you remember that <laughs> yes, story? Yes. Dan McCarney was on that staff, was he not? Uh, was he? I thought he was before he went to Florida. Maybe I'm wrong. I I thought Levitt and McCarney were tight because of their days at Iowa. Well, McCartney was an assistant at Iowa. Levitt was a graduate assistant. I, I could be all wet. Yeah, there there is a connection though, absolutely. Where where it intersects, not exactly sure, but yeah, that it's Miami for this year. Is I it, think that's the answer. I think I, yeah, I think that's the answer. Um, we've got to take a timeout. We'll come back. We'll finish up the hour in the two o'clock in the two o'clock in the one o'clock hour. Rob Doster will be here. So will Tom Cakert as we continue on. It's the Ken Miller Show. Trent Connor and myself with you every Monday through Friday noon to two here on seventeen hundred KBGG. Welcome back. You only got a couple of minutes or before we run out of hour coming up uh, in the one o'clock hour. Rob Doster will be here. NBC Sports, uh, part of the college basketball talk. Uh, Travis Hines also writes there. Uh, we will, you know, as we're going to do throughout every couple of weeks uh, during the off season, right? With college basketball, there's always topics percolating. Trent, we'll catch yeah, up. Yeah, Condi's been uh, talking a little bit. Yes. We had the Rice Commission that came mm-hmm. out and transfer news. Yeah, there's always something to hit on. Uh, also, we get day baseball today. Cubs, White Sox, Sox. at one twenty, right? One twenty. What's the forecast? Have you seen? Ooh, that's a good question. Because it's crappy here, as we know. It is. Let me go to my trusty iPhone and see if I can. Here we go. Um, I have fifty-four. No rain. No No rain rain in the forecast tonight. Rain tonight. Rain tonight. It's gonna be a miserable weekend in Chicago. Tomorrow, rain in fifty-two. Sunday, high of fifty-six. We got a, a rough. Well, it sounds like a lot of rain here. Yeah, we're going to get clobbered right through to next Thursday by the sounds of things. I luckily got my, finally, after a week and a half, got my mower blade sharpened. So I was able to mow. This was the first time you've Wednesday. cut the lawn, your lawn this year? Wednesday was. It was high. I guess. And uh, a lot of bagging afterwards. Were you getting any looks from the neighbors? Uh, maybe. Had your lawn gone to seed? And those, you know, the dandelions, what they turn to that white puff? No, whatever no. I, I, always, I always put, uh, I always put the... Dandelion stuff down that, that kills it doesn't it. work, does it? Pretty well. Does it really? Now the guy a couple houses over, he doesn't, and the few I always blame on him. Yeah, that guy's a punk. I don't like him <laughs> one bit. But I don't even want to name names. No, or... no, I don't. I don't even know his name. In fact, I don't even know if I, I've seen him. He's a new guy that's just into town. But you know, you got to blame the new guy. Yeah, for why wouldn't you? Cubs lineup. Yep. Zobris leading off and right. Okay. Bryant. Mm-hmm. Rizzo. Mm-hmm. Javi at second. And batting fourth. Clean up. Yeah. Schwarber. Uh huh. Contreras. Russell, Happen Center, Chatwood. No Almora. No Almora. Nah, Hap's hitting the ball a little bit now, so they probably got to put him in. And Madden's got to feel, hey, they've had a great week. And right. the right team was in town to start the week. 
I think the White Sox will give him a series, Trent, just because of the very fact we're talking about the White Sox, right? And that you would think that if they're going to play good baseball, they would do so with the team they share a city with and are and are relegated to second fiddle. You know, the pride factor. Maybe? No? No. No, okay. No, they're terrible. I thought it was, I was trying to sell them. Carson Paul Fulmer starting today? I don't know. I know nothing. You're the no. fantasy guy, is it? so nobody's picked him up in your league? He's young. Not very good. Mm-hmm. 24. Not on my radar. Let's save some time late in the show to preview the weekend series. Because last go. year, remember, we had so many five stars. Yes, yes, yes. I looked in advance. Not a good weekend? I mean, your squad. Yes. That might be the best series of the weekend, Angels Twins. There's one other one. We'll do that later on. We've got to uh, take a time out here. We'll be back. Rob Doster, Tom Caker coming up at the 1 o'clock hour. Trent and I till 2. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG.